Hey there, it's me, your money, and welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? Here we go. Are you ready? My job is to talk to you. Your job is to listen. Welcome to Tandia Talks Money. This is our first ever episode. It is the start of our journey together. I know you're so excited. This is where we start making money more relatable. What's our goal? Well, our goal of this podcast is to give you the power. I know. The song The Power by Snap circa 1990 just popped into your head. Well, at least into the heads of anyone born prior to 1990. I won't put you through the torture of me singing it, but why I'm even referencing it? Well, I'm trying to convey the point that our goal of this podcast, giving you the power so you feel more knowledgeable when it comes to your finances. We want to break down those barriers and stigmas that surround your money and provide you a unique, fun resource to help offer an understanding and confidence when it comes to making those financial decisions. So who am I? Well, I am Carla. I'm the Manager of Community Development for Tandia Financial Credit Union. You can Google us. Here's some backstory. In late 2019, pre-pandemic, yes, I feel this is common terminology now to use the phrase pre-pandemic or before COVID. I thought, what better way can I engage our community than to start a podcast, easily accessible to the masses, all while making it fun and helping you learn a thing or two. So here we are, ready to go, ready to launch in spring 2020. Well, I think you know what happened then. Oh, and I also went off and had a baby and was off for a year. So here we are, fall 2021, and we have launched, which I think may have been a blessing in disguise because so much of our world has changed And we have all had some time to reflect on how our lives were and how we want to continue going forward. I feel like it is necessary for me to give you a bit of background of who I am, you know, so you're not thinking I'm some random spewing financial advice to you. So here's my story. I've been with Chandia for the last 11, almost 12 glorious years. In my tenure, I've held various positions such as a financial advisor, a branch manager, and now my current role. I am manager of community development. At Tandia, we really believe in fostering our local communities. That's the credit union difference. Don't you worry. There will be a whole episode on credit unions. But back to the community. That's me. That's my job. How can we help our community? Well, we already do that in a number of ways. We offer a multitude of financial wellness programs. We love to volunteer and we love giving back. We really focus on helping children in need, whether it's through nutrition programs, mental health, or education. So check out our website, tandia.com, to see more of all the great things we do. Another way we like to help foster our communities is the reason we are all here, financial literacy. We know how important it is for you to feel empowered and knowledgeable when it comes to money. We are not here to tell you what to do. We are here to help you and coach you, making you feel like you have the best understanding so that you feel like you are in control. Now, with all this said, in the last 11 years, I have had a life outside Tandia. I know. Go figure. I've bought multiple cars, gotten married, got pregnant with twins. The twins part was a surprise. 
raised these little humans and then had another surprise in 2020. So here we are. I'm a mom of three under five. Yeah, that's right. Three under five. So I got you. I'll take you through my personal journey, my struggles, my achievements, as well as bringing on guests to hear their stories and their achievements. We want to bring this community together. So you must be wondering by now, what is a credit union? Maybe you've heard of a credit union, but don't really know what they do or how they function. So here we go. Cole's Notes version. If you want to know more, there is a really cool tool called Google where you type in a word or phrase and it gives you quite possibly every bit of information it can find on that topic. But here we go. I digress. What is a credit union? Well, we do all the same functions as a bank. So don't think that we don't have all the goods because let me tell you, we do. We got it all. And I know. What's the big difference then, right? Well, when was the last time your bank paid you? Or you had a say in how they run their business? Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah, you can't say that, right? Well, that right there, my friend, is what we call the credit union difference. When you bank with a credit union, you are not just a customer or someone on an account ledger. You're what's called a member. Yeah, that's pretty swanky. We know your face. We want to see you. We want the best for you, all while we pay our profits back to you. Because guess what? You are the shareholders. So you know what that means as shareholders, right? Yeah, you help us call the shots. I know, it's pretty cool. I bet if you went to go check out your local credit union, you will be pleasantly surprised at what they have to offer. Specifically at Tandia, we pride ourselves on making sure you're not a number, you're an individual, you're our neighbor from down the street, you're unique, and that matters to us. You're not just a customer, you're a member and an owner. And this means you can be confident that your unique needs come first. We understand that everybody is different and we try to tailor our solutions so that they're just right for you. Now, when we think of our banking journey, we probably all started banking where our parents banked, right? Well, I can specifically speak for myself. So I remember going in with my mom and my bank book, having to fill out those little slips, writing down my $20 I was depositing. Honestly, banking has come a long way since then. I feel ancient saying bank book, but I know my fellow 90s kids get me. Now, throughout this journey, I always had my mom in my ear telling me what to do. But of course, I didn't listen. I never questioned what my financial institution said, or should I say, didn't say, nor really had an understanding of all the tools that were there to help me. I really, really, really wished I listened to my mom and started saving when I started working at 14 with my little part-time job. My point here is I didn't feel knowledgeable enough to ask the right questions, investigate the right tools, and really just know what was available to me. So that is why we are here to educate the community, whether you are 14 or 36 I got you. It's never too late to start. I'm going to be your mom and I'm going to tell you all the things you need to hear. I'm going to talk about the word wellness. We all have this idea and notion of the word wellness. Ultimately, especially after 2020, we are more in tune with ourselves. Like it or not, we have all had the opportunity to slow down. It was a period of reflection as frustrating and hard as it may have been at times. Now, I know the majority of you are probably not even equating your finances as part of your wellness picture. Typically, you know, our mind automatically goes to taking care of our bodies, eating healthy, finding some sort of zen when we think of the definition of wellness. However, What we don't realize is how much of an effect our finances can take a toll on our overall wellness. So essentially, we want to be in a state of good health. Well, that 
fully applies to your financial health as well. Now, how can we even begin to feel good about our financial health if we don't even understand it? I like to equate your wealth to your health. Catchy, I know. Just as we make meal prep plans or take time of our day to hit the gym, we should be taking the same approach to our financial health. It's important to have an understanding of how we can improve our financial picture. If you had a rash on your arm, we wouldn't just ignore it. We would seek out help from an expert, you know, a doctor, naturopath, whoever you may see. But it's important to do the same with our finances. There are a multitude of resources and experts that are here to help guide you through your financial journey, to help you take care of that rash, to help you make sure that you are prepping your meal plan right. Not actually prepping your meal plan, but you know what I mean. The stress of struggling to keep funds in a savings plan or managing liabilities such as loan payments, bill payments, always feeling like you're paycheck to paycheck, you don't have much to spend, all contribute to your overall financial health. I mean, we could probably sit here all day and go through all the aspects that contribute to your financial wellness, but let's be real, who has the attention span for that or would want to listen to a podcast about finances for more than a half an hour? No judgment on any that are already out there. Uh, so today, we're just going to break it down. We're going to give you some simple tactics on where to start, how to help you find balance and comfort, all while knowing where your money comes in and where it's going. Sometimes we think that wealthy individuals are more financially well than those who work paycheck to paycheck. As a society, it's so easy for us to compare our situation to others. We don't necessarily know the whole story. We are more inclined to share our success stories versus our letdowns uh, with each other. Why? Who's going to go and say like, oh my God, I didn't have money to pay my bill this month. Nobody. But why is that? Why are we more willing to discuss controversial topics around the water cooler? However, nobody wants to talk about money, especially the lack of it. So as a society, we are expected to be these financial gurus and you need to have your stuff together. Uh, you never want to admit that you don't. It is hard to find someone you can trust to just lay your cards out on the table and simply say, you know what? I don't actually know what a TFSA means or how it works. There is no shame in asking for help. And hopefully by the end of this episode, we have helped to break down some of that stigma a little bit for you. Don't worry, uh, we will be getting into TFSAs in later episodes. So if you don't know, we'll, we'll teach you. Don't worry. So let's get started. Being financially well takes some effort. It's not how much money you make, but rather how you are managing your financial picture, whatever it may look like. It is not always about carrying a large amount of debt or not having enough income, but rather, are you making the most out of the situation that you have? So here's some questions you can start asking yourself. One, are you overpaying on utility bills? What does that mean? Are you paying for services that maybe you're not fully utilizing? What does that mean? Here's an example. True story. Legit. We bought our house. It came with an alarm system. The pin pad never worked properly. We never got it fixed. So long story short, I paid for an alarm system that we never set for a year and a half because I kept getting the bill and I just kept making the payment every month. I told myself every month, no, I got to cancel this. I got to cancel it. But I never sat down and actually took the time to review what I needed to do to cancel this. Now, if I just simply stopped, evaluated what I was paying for even, I probably could have saved myself $540. That could have been half a plane fare to somewhere hot. Again, that was pre-COVID. Uh, but still, it's something so simple. I was so automatic in making this payment because 
it was just easier to make the payment than it was to stop and reflect and say, what am I actually paying for? Now, maybe that was just me. Maybe I'm silly, but sometimes things get out of hand and you don't pay attention to the little things that happen each month. So when was the last time you actually checked what you're paying for each month? I know for sure I'm overpaying in subscription services right now. Uh, I think I have every movie streaming device out there. But for me, it's, it's, it's vital right now with three under five. But here we go. Next question. Have you stopped to maybe look and see what you're actually being paid in your savings account? Do you just have funds sitting in a checking account and earning barely anything? Is there something that you can move your money into and have a little bit of extra savings or a little bit of extra interest that you're being paid? Are you paying too much in an account fee? Same as your utility bills. Have you actually looked to see what you're paying for versus the features that you're utilizing? Simple steps help add more money in your pocket. If you don't stop and reflect and review them, it's impossible for you to fully know what you're going through or what you're paying or what you're utilizing. Essentially, is there a way you can make your money work the best for you? Have you taken the time to really review your financial picture and how you could make it work better? Are you perhaps enjoying too many wants in life? I mean, who doesn't? There is actually a great article that's been floating around the internet for years, uh, and it indicates that millennials are unable to afford a house because they are spending too much on avocado toast. I mean, if you haven't tried avocado toast, you really should. It's delicious, but expect to be paying upwards of $14 for toast, avocado, maybe an egg. But don't get me wrong. We want you to still enjoy the wants out of life. But sometimes we do need to reflect on how we can curb it or reallocate our priorities. For me, avocado toast is a priority. For others, they may hate it. But it's important to understand the needs and wants. And definitely look up that article. It's great. So now that you've asked yourself these questions, what do you do? How do you start? I'm so glad you asked. Let's start with some simple steps to help you get started. First off, evaluate what you are currently spending on a monthly basis. First place to look would be your bank account, your bank statements, Uh, just looking through your visa statements, wherever you're doing your spending from. It is important to know your payment methods Do you put everything on a credit card? Do you use a debit card for everything? Do you take cash out for the week? It's important for you to tally these methods of payments. A little trick I used to uh, help me, um, probably more so pre-COVID, but I think it still works now, especially with online receipts, is save your receipt uh, for a week. All the receipts that happen in a week. Um, I am an avid receipt thrower awayer. Yep, just made that phrase up. So for one week, I tallied up every single receipt from all the purchases I made in the week to see where I was actually spending my money. Let me tell you, it was an eye opener. Sometimes, you know, you take for granted that $15 that you spend at shoppers or the $10 that you spend at the variety store. Um, I mean, maybe not the variety store. I don't know the last time I went into one. But still, those little purchases do add up because you don't really realize what you were spending. I actually would spend on lunch a ridiculous amount per day over five days a week instead of just bringing my lunch to work. However, if I'm not really paying attention to it and I'm just really looking to live life, I'm not paying attention to how much I'm actually spending. However, when it's in front of your face and you're looking at all the receipts, you can't deny the numbers. Next, once you've figured out all this information, it's important to complete a full budget of the month prior and include all the spending that took place. So now what you know is where you're spending your money. You can create yourself a budget for the next month coming up 
And you can base it on what you've spent the previous month. Maybe there's some areas that you can adjust. Maybe there's some areas where you maybe overspent and you didn't realize you overspent and you can adjust for next month. Now look at this plan that you've carefully laid out on paper, an app, an Excel spreadsheet, honestly, whatever floats your boat. Go through each of these items and question, is this something I really need or could I do without it this month? Now that you've asked yourself this question, is there something you are spending on more than what you thought? If so, how can you adjust it? These are all important questions to look at and evaluate and reflect on because you don't really realize maybe what you are spending on and how you are overspending. I think for me, another personal point is when we got locked down in March 2020, it was an eye opener for me to see how much we were actually spending on a day to day basis. My husband commuted to Mississauga. I was commuting to Burlington. Um, This is for those of you in the GTHA area, if you know those areas, but um, it was about an hour away from our home and 35 minutes for me and the amount we were spending on gas. It was ridiculous. All of a sudden in like April 2020, I'm like, why? Why do we have so much money in our account? Well, I wasn't buying coffee out every day. I wasn't going out for lunch every day. He wasn't buying gas. I wasn't buying gas. It was quite the eye opener when you are forced to kind of stop how much you're actually spending. So it's important to not only do that when you're locked in in a pandemic, um, but actually reflecting on this each month to see, you know, is there areas that we can adjust? So now let's say you've done this. You set yourself up on a budget based on what you spent in the month prior. You've reviewed your findings and adjusted where you need to. So you're done, right? Not exactly. Working with a goal in mind makes it much easier to stick to a plan. So your next step is set yourself an achievable financial goal that month. I really, really want to stress the word achievable. Rome was not built in a day, so don't expect to have millions in the bank after one month of sticking to your budget. When you reviewed your findings of your budget, maybe you realized you didn't have a contingency savings plan. Maybe you found you didn't have a savings account. Maybe you realized you were paying for an alarm system you never use. I mean, I don't know who would do that. (laughs) I don't know. But make sure you give yourself something attainable as a goal, because we want to see you succeed at it. We don't want you to get discouraged right away. And hopefully month after month, your goals become more long term and towards things you can actually enjoy. You know, vacations, renos, uh, maybe you want to buy a new luxury car, whatever it is that's going to make you happy. Maybe you want to buy a boat. I don't know. But these are all goals that you can work towards. But you can't start with, I'm going to buy a boat tomorrow. Maybe your goal is, you know, maybe I should start setting up a savings account to buy my boat one day. Now, this is the most important step out of all of them. So make sure you are listening super close. Like, make sure you're listening. Give yourself a break. Make the commitment to yourself and your financial picture to stick to your plan. Financial health is balancing the needs of today with being able to plan and prepare as best as we can for the needs of tomorrow or all those potential hardship times. Don't totally deprive yourself. Give yourself some breathing room because sometimes those strict, unrealistic plans can sometimes become hard to consistently maintain. We want to improve your relationship with money and we want you to be proud of your financial picture versus pretending like you maybe have it all together when really you're lying awake at night stressed about how you're going to make ends meet. Let's face it, denial is not always bliss. 
It's important to really understand and know that the same way we take steps towards leading a healthier lifestyle through food and exercise, it is so critical to do the same with our finances. Money makes the world go round and we can either bury our heads in the sand or take a positive approach and improve our relationship with our money. We really believe in the power of financial literacy and by having an understanding of your financial picture really does help to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to be able to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. So we're here for you. We encourage you to get in touch with us anytime, whether it's a question about our business, a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we hope you found some value through this podcast. We are on all social channels, so please snap a photo of this podcast, tag us, and share us on their channel so we can help get the word out. You can always connect with us at Tandia.com, and we will be sure to list all the ways you can get in touch with us in our show notes. Catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.